Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's the whole point of doing the projects and doing the write-ups is so you can share them far and wide with anybody you're interviewing with or you want to talk to or whatever. I put the link to my portfolio in my email signature now because I got sick of typing check on my portfolio. So I just put it in there. Um, so that goes on every every email I send. It's right there in my signature. Welcome to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that helps aspiring data professionals land their next data job. Here's your host, Avery Smith. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Data Career Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Avery Smith, and this episode, I'm pretty excited for you guys to listen. We are kicking off the month of March with an interview from Melissa Kings, who is actually a student inside of my boot camp, the Data Analytics Accelerator. My original goal was just to get someone that was like more than halfway done in the program to try to give you guys a feel of what it's like being inside of a data boot camp. Like, what do we cover? Is it worth it? Does she enjoy it? And stuff like that. And so I think Melissa at the time when I like talked to her about doing this was in module eight. And since recording, she finished the final two modules, took her about two weeks. And then she had two job offers as well. So this kind of turned into more about how Melissa went from being a teacher to landing some job offers, but that was not my original intent. So it's kind of a hybrid episode of like Melissa's story of a transitioning teacher to landing job offers combined with what's it like being inside of a data bootcamp. So it's kind of both of those. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to listen to what she has to say, kind of her insight into her journey, especially as you know someone who's a busy mom, who has a job, who's a teacher. How is it going on this journey? Uh, I think it's a pretty interesting episode. Before we get into it, I just have a few things I'd love to plug. Number one is Avery GPT. If you haven't checked this out yet, please check it out. It is absolutely free. You can find it on my website. You can find the the show notes down below. It's basically an opportunity where you can get a more career and data-focused ChatGPT. So ChatGPT is awesome, obviously. Use it all the time. But it's not very specific. It doesn't really know a lot about how to land your first data job. This is all about how to land your first data job, how to transform in your data career. So take a listen if you haven't already. The second thing is I am just about to release, by the time you're listening to this, it'll come out tomorrow, a program with Asa Howard. I interviewed Asa earlier in the podcast. He basically had no background in data analytics and was able to get multiple job opportunities by cold messaging people. And so what we've done, we've kind of taken his approach of cold messaging and his approach in the job hunt, and we've created a really awesome, short, impactful course. It's called the Job Job Hunt Shortcut. Geez, that's hard to say. Job Hunt Shortcut, and it's debuting tomorrow. We'll actually have the link for all that information 
down below. You guys can check it out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be affordable. And I really think it's going to transform a lot of the ways that you guys are approaching the job hunt instead of like just spray and praying thousands of resumes out there and getting all these rejections. We talk about a more targeted approach that's easier to do and it's more successful. So it's like, why not give it a shot, right? And it worked for Asa, it worked for me as well. So that is coming out. And I think you guys are really gonna enjoy it. So be on the lookout on my LinkedIn for more content with Asa. And then down the road, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quite tell you what's coming down the road, but something is coming mid-March. Think Pi Day, March, okay? March 14th, something big is coming and I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys. I've been working on this. Man, how long have I been working on this? Well over six months, probably about nine months. And I haven't really told that many people about it yet. And I'm really excited for you guys to see it. It's, it's not a course. It is a software. It's super fun. There's nothing else like this on the market. It's going to help you do better in interviews, practice your interviews. And that's, I've already said too much. That's all I'm going to say for now. But that should be coming out in about two weeks on Pi Day. So keep, mark your calendar right now for Pi Day. It's going to be a really fun day. We're going to have a lot of fun. And um, okay, that's all I'm going to say for now. Let's go ahead and hop into Melissa's episode. You guys can find the links for all that stuff I just told you in the show notes, the description down below. Check them out. We got some good free stuff going on and always just trying to help you guys in your data career. Um, Hopefully you guys are finding these resources helpful. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into Melissa's episode now. Welcome back to another episode of the Data Career Podcast. I'm here with Melissa Kings, one of the students inside of my bootcamp, the Data Analytics Accelerator. Melissa, thanks for joining us on the Data Career Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're stoked for you to be here and kind of give us an insider perspective of what it's like to be a student inside of the Data Analytics Accelerator. Let's start a little bit about who you are. So you're a transitioning teacher, is that correct? Yes, still kind of teaching virtually, just to kind of bridge the gap so my next career opens up. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about the, the potential openings that might be coming from that career. But give us a little background about like what you've maybe taught in the past, what your education is, and so forth. Yeah, so my research that I did kind of opened my eyes to math, elementary math. And there weren't any openings at the time, so I did pre-K. And then I taught fifth grade where I got to dive more into math. And then there was an opening for seventh and eighth grade math. So then I was just doing math all day and it was great. And uh, I really liked that using my brain in that way. So, and learning new things. So that's what I had taught. I had been in the classroom for 10 years. And then honestly, after the birth of my son, after my daughter was born, it was COVID. So we were kind of just trying to make it. But after the birth of my son, I, I realized that I needed something where I could work remote and be more plugged into my family. And uh, that's what led me down this path to discover what was out there for math teachers with kind of one skill set where what other areas would need that specific skill set. And then also what skills I could learn along the way through your program and and things like that. So I've been teaching and then wanted to see what else, what else was out there. Makes sense. Okay. So you're teaching, you're teaching math. You have, you have two kids. Is that many kids you have? Yep. Okay. Two kids. Awesome. And you're like, Hey, I want to be at home more with them. I want to see them more often. Teachers have such long work weeks. My mom's a teacher and like, she like, she's like, Avery, call me back when it's like Saturday night after five. That's when I can talk to you. (laughs) That's like, that's like my, my, that's when I can finally, you know, clock out. I mean, she's not even clocked in. It's like all salary, right? She's just working 
Cause, because for whatever reason, she wants to help kids. I mean, that's a great reason, but you're it like, I want to, I want to help my own kids. Right. Yeah. That's what you're kind of thinking. Right. Yeah. And the commute and everything, it was, I live about 30 minutes from the school I was working at and, and then daycare's 10 minutes in the opposite direction. So the commute was just, it was too much. Something had to give and it ended up me looking for new work. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I don't think you're to blame there. And you, you said, you kind of mentioned earlier, you're thinking data because it could be remote, but also you have like all this math that you've used in the past. And maybe that's the, the, the place where you could kind of do both those things. Yes, absolutely. I actually, I just had an interview a little while ago where I was talking about just the idea of like linear regressions, how I taught like the very beginning of linear regression in seventh and eighth grade. And then now it's like, I get to talk more about what a mature grown-up linear regression is and does using my using my data skills and my data analytics skills. So it's kind of like I'm seeing both ends of the spectrum here, like from start to finish. So it's been it's been really neat. But yes, definitely love a math numbers patterns and any way I can make that understandable, any way I can help the numbers tell a story, is that's how I've really really fallen in love with data analytics to be able to tell that that story behind what those numbers are. Awesome. And you're being you're being a little <laughs> bit humble. Melissa's had a lot of interviews in the last last two weeks, maybe too many interviews, which is a good problem, and, <laughs> and had several offers that we'll get into here in a second. And actually when I originally when I originally asked you to come on the podcast, I think you were talking to one of those companies, but I don't think you were talking to the other company quite yet, or maybe you had just started. So a lot, a lot has happened in the last two weeks. Yes. Like you said, almost too much. I got to keep them straight. <laughs> For sure. That's a good problem to have though. Um, yeah. <laughs> let, so you're, you're interested in becoming a data analyst. How do you stumble upon the data analytics accelerator? How do you stumble upon me? Do you remember like the first time you ever saw my ugly face or read, read some, <laughs> something I wrote or something like that? Well, okay. So I kind of found it through LinkedIn. I had a kind of just a general career coach before, and that was helpful for like kind of formatting resumes and how to navigate LinkedIn just, just to get started, you know, just that base level of coming from education, nobody's on LinkedIn. So understanding that there's a whole wide world out there on LinkedIn and that there is a place for me in this world. And so I found you through Courtney Ballard, the another math, former math educator turned data analyst with your help. So that was, I just would look at her page and look at her projects. I mean, just like, oh, someday I will make these projects. And, and so I had done a data science course that I got through being a veteran spouse and that was all paid for. So that was really great, but there were no projects and there were no analytics skills. That was really more data science oriented. So, so I watched the videos and I clicked along and, and that, that was fine to kind of get a little bit, be able to participate in the conversation and know a little vocabulary, but as far as like making projects and even more so like putting the projects out there for the world to see, I really loved what Courtney was doing with your help through the program. So that's how I found you. And I knew I wanted to do your program because I have, I had vetted other programs. I'd done that data science one because it kind of fell into my, into my lap. And so I did that one, but I was looking at other programs through other, like even companies that are international and that kind of thing. And I know they have that they would assign you a mentor and that kind of thing. But what I really was drawn to was using LinkedIn in this way and making projects, having a portfolio to show. And then the community, like in the first lesson, they say, go find 10 people in data analytics and go friend them, you know, like you're connected with them on LinkedIn. That is 
such a thoughtful way to just build up the community. So I was really looking forward to that support and it has more than delivered on feedback and advice and just even asking questions, why won't my code run, you know, that kind of stuff as well. So that's what drew me to, that's how I found you. And that's what drew me to your program over other programs. That's great. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Courtney's story is, is an awesome story. And I'm, I'm proud of you because you saw Courtney's profile and you said, yeah, I want my, my LinkedIn profile to look like that. I want to have a portfolio like that. I want to have projects like that. And you actually did something about it because a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people will, you know, see that and they'll be like, yeah, I want that too, but they won't really take action. And mm -hmm. not only did you take action, you took a, you took massive action. You joined DAA and now actually my guess, because Courtney kind of, kind of got, I won't, I won't call it lucky because Courtney's an amazing human being, but Courtney actually landed her job like halfway through the bootcamp. And so he actually like went to work and didn't finish the bootcamp. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't want people to finish the bootcamp. I don't care about that. <laughs> I right. want people to get jobs and, you know, start working. So now you, you probably have more, more projects than Courtney now, which is, which is amazing. Maybe. I know for a while in there, I, I started to like ask everyone around me for their data. Like, Hey, do you, can I just like analyze some of your data? You know, like, can I, can I help you just be like a pro bono data analyst so I can learn and you can have some cool graphs? Like, can we just do this? And so my trainer at the gym, he had some data from a weight loss challenge and I did that project kind of on my own. I did the LinkedIn project, um, extra, you know, kind of that you had mentioned in the program as another project. That was really cool too, to see those numbers go through the roof too. So yeah, I started to accumulate projects and then kind of started to filter through like, okay, which ones can I like this project you start is the best one. If it's the one you're going to finish kind of thing. I said that wrong, but you know what I'm, I don't, I don't remember the exact words, but I was like, okay, yeah, I have so many ideas for projects. Like I gotta, I gotta hone them in a little bit. So yes, that, that was really, really appealing because, and that works too. If I can talk for a minute on that, when I had, I had, interviewed with a company like over the past month or so. And I sent them projects. Like I said, Oh, this role is marketing. Here's a project I did that focused on marketing, you know, with the DoorDash one. Um, Oh, here's a project that I did that focused on education. And I would send that and they circulated it through their team and they said, okay, we really want to talk to her, you know? And so it was great to be able to say, yeah, here's my portfolio, but here's the specific project that you might be interested in which has been really neat too, to analyze all the different data. Like I didn't know anything about manufacturing data and, you know, iron purity and all that. And so now to be able to say, okay, I may not know what your entire company does, but I've done a project in this space to a little bit, again, like maybe have a seat at the table to, in, you know, enter into this conversation is really helpful coming from, coming from education where all you know is education you get your feet wet in all these different areas, which is really cool too. So I know that was thoughtfully designed and I really appreciated that. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. For, for those of you who weren't aware, one of the things we do in the data analytics accelerator is we do, it's about like eight different projects and those eight different projects span eight different mm -hmm. industries. So you can do what Melissa says and let, let's break down what you said, because one, it, a lot of people that go through the program, actually, you know, they'll create the project. So we start with a marketing uh, project and then we actually do an education project since I work with a lot of transitioning teachers. And then we do a finance and a healthcare project, a sports project, stuff like that. 
but a lot of people just do the projects. And what you do is kind of what we talk about the, the second half of the program, or really, really the second half of my whole method, the SBN method is you network. So one of the things I love that you just said is you took these projects that you created and you're like, oh, this is a marketing company that has an opening. I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to show them my marketing project and they're going to like me. And what you're saying, it sounded like, cause you said it led to an interview. Is that right? It yes. worked. Yes, it does. Yes, absolutely. It does. Yeah. And it, it did. And then yes, with the education one as well, I said, well, here's my education data. And they said, oh, okay. You know, it already gets you in their mind of thinking that you can help fill this role or fill this void in, in their company because you've already done it, at least with some other data, you know, because there would be no reason for you to have access to their data. But with the data that you do have access to, what have you done with it? You know, and so that was, yeah, super empowering to be able to say, oh, I can, I can have this conversation with you. <laughs> what you're doing is is being proactive, which is which is really powerful for uh, employers because that's one of the the best traits that an employee can have. Recently, one was for actually a position inside of my company, Data Career Jumpstart, and the other one was for some handyman jobs that I had. So I was looking to hire someone to like finish some some stuff at my house, right? And this person would not stop messaging me. They would not stop. Like, they basically were like, Hey, I'm coming over today. Ready? Here I come. And I finally was like, all right, well, you're hired. Cause you're already here. Right. <laughs> and then the other person that, that I was potentially going to hire for data career jumpstart just started doing stuff. They just started like actually like solving problems that I had in my business. And I was like, all right, well, fine. I'm just going to pay you. Cause you're already doing it. So I think that's kind of what you did. You also did something really interesting recently, which is something that we talk about in the bootcamp, which is you saw a job opening. I'm going to try to leave this company in person anonymous so we don't flood their DMs, but you saw a job opening at a company. You saw that I had a connection to someone at that job company. You reached out to that person and said, Hey, you know, I'm in Avery's bootcamp. I saw you're connected. I saw this job opening. You know, I think it was, it's maybe a marketing role. So here's a marketing project I've done in the past. And he actually took that, your resume and showed it to the hiring manager, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. Cause I think he, he connected us an email and then, uh, because there weren't any openings at his current company or the position I applied for was not remote. So I knew it was a long shot, but I saw your connection. I thought, okay, maybe we can, maybe we can work this out. But yes. Then he said, Hey, you should look at this other company. So yeah, what happened was he showed your resume to the hiring manager and was like, Hey, what do we think about this girl? Yeah. And because you were not in Utah, you weren't really eligible for this, for this role. Right. Unfortunately. And so he's like, yeah, nah, sorry, not a good fit. And also that job, that job might've been a, a little senior. You probably could have gotten it. You might've been considered for an interview in Utah and then you could have earned it with the interview, but regardless that didn't work out. But the cool thing is when you're networking is it opens up all sorts of doors. So this person was actually like, well, actually maybe you should look at this company. They hire more remotely. It's a little bit more an entry level position maybe. And so now you actually have an offer for an entry level position, data position because of this networking. Yes, because, because of the networking and because of able to find, it was, I think it was in the networking module that I was in and I was doing those, those strategies like find a company or find one of your connections and you were very helpful to say, if I'm connected with them, I'll, I'll connect you, you know? And so, yeah. So yes, that networking piece is so valuable. It's really like literally half, if, if not half, maybe a third of, of the battle, which, which I feel like when I was getting my education, both as a chemical engineer 
And then when I got a master's degree in data, I was like, man, there's not actually a whole lot of whole lot of networking. And when I look back at my last, like my last, honestly, and this is uh, coming from a position of one of luck and privilege. I'll totally admit that. But two, there's some hard work in there as well. My last 10 jobs, like it's all because of someone I knew. It's just mm -hmm. because, well, okay. One of my, my first job, I cold emailed like 20 people and I got like the worst job ever. And then I got a job because of someone I knew. And then I got a job because of someone I knew. And then I got a job because someone I knew. And then I got a job because it's like all about who you know, but you have to put yourself in the right spot. Cause it's like, you're getting, you're not necessarily getting this offer because of someone you knew because you didn't even know this person, but you right. got to know this person by reaching out, saying the right things, and at least, you know, opening the door in, in this case. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> Which is awesome. Congrats on that. I do want to ask you, you mentioned that like, there's like the networking aspect of the program where for the people listening, where are you at in the program? Are you done at the beginning in the middle? I'm like 99% done just working on my capstone project. Um, trying to figure out that which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've done all the modules um, and done the write-ups that for those of you in the program or considering the program, it is so fun to go through the modules and then you have to do the write-ups. Was that sarcasm or did you actually think it's fun to do the <laughs> no, write-ups? No, I like it. I mean, the, because the modules are great. Like you're clicking along, you're doing, I mean, that's how I am. Like I love Mark Complete, Mark Complete. That's great. Like that just really, you know, makes me feel really productive. So then, but then you got to do the write-up. So it's like, got to go back through it again and, you know, do your write-up along the way, but really sticking to that, that format. And even if like, there was one that I was like, I, I don't have it in me to actually type a write-up for this one. And I had done several typed LinkedIn articles, how you tell us how to do. And so I said, I'm going to do a video write-up for this one. And so that was easier for me to, to handle on that. It was the MBA one, which I shouldn't, I should Nobody should talk to me about the MBA at all, but, but I was able to share my analytics insight on that one through a video because I didn't have the capacity to actually type it. Although some people might feel the other way around, like, oh, I can knock out an article and videos scare me or whatever. But but anyways, the different formats of the write-ups were were good too because, and, and the, the, the uh, template that you gave us to follow to do the write-ups was very helpful. So, but that always seemed to be like, I'd get it done and I'm so glad to have it done. And then I got to do the write-up, but then it's like, you get the feedback and kind of the, the adrenaline of posting on LinkedIn and all the replies and everything. And so it all kind of comes full circle there. And once you do that write-up, it just feels so good to be able to post it on LinkedIn and, and share it. You know, that's the whole point of, of doing the projects and doing the write-ups is so you can share them far and wide with anybody you're interviewing with, or you want to talk to or whatever. I put the link to my portfolio in my email signature now, cause I got sick of typing, check out my portfolio. So I just put it in there. Um, so that goes on every, every email I send, it's right there in my signature if they want to, they want to look at it. So, so anyways, yeah, the, the write-ups were like the necessary evil at the end, but, but then once you do them and post them, it's all worth it. <laughs> I love that because yeah, like, like <laughs> Melissa said, we have, we have basically like 10 different modules. Each module has a different project with a different industry you're focused on with a different skill set. So it goes, I think, Excel, Tableau, SQL, SQL, Tableau, 
Python, R, like Power BI capstone project. And so mm -hmm. you've, you've done all of those now. So you've collected all of your badges. We give out badges for each one. But more importantly, you've published a project for each one. And yes, one of the things I like to say- I posting the badges, but I've- Hey, that's, that's okay. <laughs> the badges, the, actually the inter interesting thing about the badges, and that's, is that they're really just for you. Really, at the end of the day, it's just like a fun. I, I really, I grew up playing Pokemon, and I love like in Pokemon, you collect badges, and yeah. it's like really, it's like the gamification of it all. Because a badge or a certificate is great, but it doesn't actually really show anything. And I think what you've kind of found by you know cold messaging these these recruiters and these hiring managers is okay, great certificates, great badges, great, but like, can you actually prove it? And that's what this portfolio has done. And I love that you stick it in your email signature. I know when I was looking for a job i uh, got so sick of like finding it the link copying and pasting it that i actually made a shortcut on my iphone whenever i type out p-o-r-t it would automatically transfer to my oh, full nice. url yeah but i've never i've never taken it off so like i haven't shared my personal portfolio in years now but whenever i type out portfolio i have to like go delete my url and <laughs> just type out the word portfolio so yeah. i should probably change that now huh <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah. Also, one of the things you mentioned was like there's networking modules. So there, that's one of the things that I think makes DAA different. And I think you mentioned that earlier. What else do you feel like has made DAA different compared to maybe other programs or education things you've been in, in the past? Kind of like I mentioned earlier, the community, because right now we're in the when we're in the heartbeat program, we've got it all organized. And then even the private messaging, too, which is a great way to get a hold of you to ask you questions or that kind of thing and get feedback too, like because in the modules you can comment on there too but in the heartbeat you can in the heartbeat chat or whatever the the questions are you can there's so much support i mean ranging from all kinds of things like what what to say in an interview or i'm scared to apply for my first like i put that in there i was like i'm scared to apply for my first job with all this stuff on there because i haven't gotten to the python module and i remember you said and everybody else said just do it just put it on there you're going to learn it and it's buying the passport right before you go on the trip is putting the the python in your resume before you learn it i don't know why i'm picking on python but maybe because it's the last one but but i'm like i don't know you know because it, it came to that point in the program where i was like okay you have to actually apply now and i'm like well can i just click along and do all these projects like well no you have to actually apply so it's great to get that support too from the community and i think just all the different strategies you have for networking too are really interesting like going through your phone contacts i think i got to like the b's or c's and i was like whoa this could be really like i i this would take me a month, you know, but, but I did try that for about a week. I went, I would kind of message two or three people a day and just tell them my whole thing and send them my portfolio link in, in, in their phone so they can click on it and look at it, you know, and then at least, you know, if, even if they don't respond, they've, they've clicked on it and they're, I'm in their, I'm in, in their brain to think about uh, some kind of data position in their company or someone else's company and have me connecting with parents of former students that I taught when I used to give out my cell phone number, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I had, I've messaged all kinds of people. I thought that was really neat too. So I tried that approach. So yes, the, definitely the networking, having a portfolio to share and the community inside the data analytics accelerator. I like that too, because I'm, I feel like I'm still part of it, even though I'm about to be done because I just connected with another math teacher and he said, he said, he actually told me, he said, you're the reason I joined the program. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I was so glad. And now he's posting it, got his Excel done. He got his Tableau done. So 
shout out to Alejandro because you're killing it. So anyways, that it's just great to be part of that community, especially with educators wanting to see how else they can expand their impact on the world and, and uh, you know, bridge their skills over to data analytics as well, because there is a place for you in data analytics. That's so awesome to hear. It's super fun to, because like, I've been doing this for about three years now, and obviously I've gotten to see a lot of different people go through and land jobs and stuff like that. But I kind of forget a lot of it because it's like I'm I'm managing I'm not managing like thousands of people, but I'm I'm managing hundreds of people. Right. We have hundreds of people in this program, which I think is actually kind of the sweet spot for for like an active community, because we get enough messages where it's Mm -hmm. like not a ghost town, but we don't get too many messages that you can't like actually like sort through them all. I feel like it's actually a good amount. And we only have, you know, so many people active at a certain time, but I've done this for, for a long time now that we're, we're almost at like 500 students or something like that. And I, I always forget what I say to different people and who I said it to. And it's so fun to see the impact of, I totally remember you asking like, Oh, like, I don't know, Python, should I put it on my resume yet? Like, I know I'm going to do this module. Should I care about it? And I was like, yeah, just do it and start applying because you have to start applying. You can't just be doing the projects. And now you're get receiving offers and like doing all these interviews. It's super fun to see that come to full circle. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. Now I got to sort through this. <laughs> the right. offers. Like you said, not a bad problem to have, but I got to make sure I make Not a right. bad problem to have at all. And I, I do I do think one thing that's unique is we also have like we have we have like students who are very similar. Like you have we have a lot of math teachers, we have a lot of people who are in sales, we have a lot of people who are immigrants to the US or to Canada or something like that. We have a few international students as well. But like no really like there's very there's very few in fact like I was thinking about like who's like the most unique in the program? Like who has the most unique career? And I was thinking, oh, we have a some some airplane stewards stewards i think it's the right oh, word. Wow. but we have multiple we have like three so i was like oh crap that's not even that's not even unique so it's really fun to be in this community and like actually see hey i'm actually not on the weirdest career journey of all time there's other people yeah. similar to me yes yeah and i think that's that's what's so important too is like because i know i've been i haven't been in the classroom teaching like i got this virtual teaching job back in october but making time for it too i think that was probably up on the on the uh, agenda to talk about too, but making the time to talk about it and kind of starting that networking now. I mean, you can't wait till spring break for teachers. This is for all the teachers. Don't wait till spring break. Don't wait till summer. Just start it now because with some of these companies, the hiring process is so slow, like so slow because you think, I mean, I know when I was started down this journey, I would send an application thinking, oh my gosh, am I ready to start working tomorrow? Like, you know, because I was coming off maternity leave and I'm like, okay, it so does not work that fast at all, ever, anywhere. So you've got to start networking and applying. Just do it now because everyone's going to apply over spring break. Everyone's going to be applying over the summer. But if you're hearing this and seeing this now, (laughs) you need to start, get out there, you know, join Avery's bootcamp, you know, get on there, start networking. Now it's really, really makes a big difference. It does. Let's, let's talk about your schedule. So as a, (laughs) as a working busy mom of two, when did you find time to do this program? Actually, I should look, how long did it take you? Do you know how long it took, it took you? I had planned for 10 weeks. I was going to really stick to that, but I probably am more like 11 or 12 now. I started it. I started the week of Thanksgiving. If that gives any any indication, you probably can find it quicker than I did. Yeah, I have. I have November. Yeah, right. Right before Thanksgiving, November nineteenth. So that's like two months. So that's like eight weeks plus a week there. 
plus a week of interviewing. So you're like, you're like at basically 11 or 12. So that's mm -hmm. still pretty fast, especially, especially over the holidays. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving can be like a dead week. Like the Christmas week can be a dead week. And at this point you have interviews. So it's, or you have offers. So it's like, you're pretty much there. So yeah, you're looking 12 weeks, which is actually pretty good. That's like actually pretty Thanks. good pace. Thanks. Yeah. I kind of set in my mind to have a, a job by February 1. Um, and I had an offer by February 1, but I, I wasn't able to take that. But yes, I, I really wanted to. And I know from my schedule too, like, so I teach in the mornings just for a couple hours virtually. Um, and then I would log on, I'd go downstairs and have lunch and I'd come back up and log on. So I was able to, I kind of had a, a different schedule than where I wasn't in school all day and then trying to work on this at night. But, but yeah, so I know I, my situation may be kind of rare for some teachers because I did have, I was able to dedicate a lot of time to it each week to really get it done. But even still like listening to, I would find, I would search out things, even if it was out of order, I would search out things that I could listen to while taking my kids to daycare or while taking, you know, doing laundry or do, like trying to make dinner, whatever it was like, because yes, there is a part where you have to dedicate, you got to sit down and learn it. You got to be at your computer learning, typing, figuring it out, redoing it, you know, rewatching segments of videos over and over, whatever it is, like you have to dedicate that time. So I want to make sure that's very clear that there is a time commitment down, heads down screen time um, that you have to commit to. But there are also components that you can seek out like this part, you know, um, the videos explaining things where you have, especially in the beginning where you have a lot of those videos just like teaching us, you know, um, and if you learn auditorily, that's that, you know, go right ahead, do your, do your um, morning jog while listening or whatever it is. So there's, there's different components there. You can always find something to watch so that when you get to that module, you're like, okay, I remember hearing about this. I remember watching this and it makes it that much more familiar to you. probably make, probably makes you work through it quicker once you get there. Cause you've already heard it. So yes, I know I had kind of a rare schedule opportunity to be able to get this done at this pace, but I did still have to focus and sit down and dedicate. And can I give a shout out to the, when you're stuck, that like that, oh, was that really, lesson. <laughs> yes, because that, oh my gosh, I think there was, and I think it was like the first module of the Excel or something. And I forgot a space or something. And I was just, I was going nuts. And, but there was, you had that like 10 step guide to work through. I talked about that in one of my interviews. I said, I, you know, what do they do? The question was like, what do you do? Like, how do you approach problem solving or something? I was like, well, actually I just did this and I was able to use this, especially the rubber duck thing. You know, I went and got one from the bathroom, oh, explained awesome. it to the duck and I'm like, oh, there it is, you know, so go for a walk with the dog, whatever it is, and then come back and, and see it more clearly. And then you can find your, your mistake. But anyway, so no, I loved that. And that was very much a talking point of one of my interviews of like, okay, I will, I'm going to use these resources because like we talked about earlier, they're, they're well thought out. So I'm going to use this strategy to find my error and go through and make those changes, you know, and it, it may take two hours. I may need to come back to it tomorrow, whatever the case is. But, but anyways, I loved that part. That was very helpful. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad you use that we have, we, for those of you who aren't in the program, which is most of you guys listening. We have like this lesson about like, if you're stuck, this is like the 10 step process, how to get unstuck. And I'm just glad to use it with Melissa. Cause I can't even tell you, 
I'm calling calls the people out. So many people don't use that lesson. And when they ask me to fix it for them and I say, okay, I'm going to just go through the 10 steps and try everything. So I hope yeah. you've already tried those things. So I appreciate you using them. And I also appreciate you calling out that I do make an effort. I realize everyone's busy and I'm trying to do this as fast. I'm trying to help you tra transfer a career, which is not an easy thing to do as fast as we can. And so like, for instance, I created the member only podcast, which is basically a sister podcast to this podcast. That's only for the members of the bootcamp that you're supposed to listen to when you're jogging or working out or doing the laundry or taking your kids to school. So I appreciate you, you know, calling that out, but congratulations to, to you for stick and pace. It's not an easy thing. One of the things that does make DAA different than for instance, like a master's degree is I let you do it at your own time and your own pace. There's not like a due date for homework assignments which is awesome for the flexibility, but a lot of people struggle with it because there's nothing really pushing you to do it. So way, way to push yourself and get through that. A weekly check-in though, I, I, That's true. on that same note too, you know, when you have people doing that bi-weekly check-in, especially when you, when you blast it to us, say, Hey, check in, you know, it's been two weeks, you know, sometimes people are, I mean, mostly everybody's really honest on there and they'll say, you know, the past two weeks I've been sick. I haven't gotten anything done or my kids have been sick, whatever it is there. But it's really nice to be able to post within that community. Hey, I got through module six and seven because they'll know what that means. You know, like yeah. they'll know, wow, you must have really worked really hard, you know, and I networked with all these people and my portfolio is coming along. So it's, it's really great to not only share all that, like externally on LinkedIn, but be able to kind of say, in that check-in like yeah i'm i'm doing this work you know and then you can also see other people that are kind of going at the same pace i remember there was one person aiden sai who was right ahead of me the whole time oh, yeah. so yeah. i got to kind of see like oh okay this is what's coming up you know so that was neat to find somebody just just two or three steps ahead the whole time i don't know if he's landed a job yet but i, I don't he, either i don't know but anyway so that was cool to watch him uh like, oh, okay, in a couple of weeks, I'll be doing this. In a couple of weeks, I'll be doing this. And this is his approach and everything. And so, yes, that biweekly check-in helped keep me accountable because I wanted to have something to put in there other than, oh, I haven't done anything, you know? So, so anyways, but yes, it does have that flexibility component as well. Which is great. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for giving an insight of what it's like to be inside the, the Data Analytics Accelerator. I so appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I, I love it. I mean, anybody interested in this path, you just do it. Just take that leap. It's going to be new, uncomfortable territory, but that's how you grow. And if there's any teachers out there, I know that you say the same thing to your students. So now you get to be the student. So just do it. Just join the group. <laughs> hey, we'd, we'd be glad to have you. Melissa, thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. How awesome was Melissa? I hope you guys enjoyed her story and this episode. If you want to learn more about the Data Analytics Accelerator, please check the show notes down below to check out the website as well as the webinar. The webinar, I'm gonna teach you what skills you need to learn, how you can actually get paid to learn analytics, and how to find awesome jobs and once you find those awesome jobs, how to actually land an interview and get hired. It takes about 45 minutes and the majority of it is explaining that. At the very end, I talk about the bootcamp and I'll explain everything that you need to know about what it's like to be a member inside the Data Analytics Accelerator and uh, maybe even giving you guys a discount. I don't know. You gotta check it out to find out. See you guys in the webinar. See you guys in the next episode.